0: beautiful, alright, today uh, here we go, today's daf is daf Nun Beis, page 52, in the Helege Meseches Nidor, and we're going to pick up two lines to the bottom of Nun Aleph Amud Beis, 51B from the Mishnah, we're going to have three Mishnayas today, starting with the Mishnah right over here, alright, Continuing on in the Dharim, now we're going to shift to milk and meat products. Everybody has the place. Two lines to the bottom. Nun Here we go. Hanoider min A person takes a vow. I am forbidding myself from milk. Now, again, the Durham follows the way that that word is understood in society. So he says, I'm forbidding milk says the Mishnah, bakum. you're allowed, you're still permitted to have milk higgs, you're allowed to have whey. What's whey? Whey is a derivative of milk, specifically, it's once, is prior to the milk being homogenized, okay, prior to the milk being homogenized, which is when, what creates the uh, liquid and the cream and allows it to come together so that when you buy, that when you purchase milk, you're not going to end up with cream on top and liquid on bottom, so we homogenize the milk, right? Therefore, it doesn't look gross when it's sitting on the shelf and you need to shake it up. So we go through that process. But prior to the to the process of homogenizing it, there were we would separate the cream from the leftover liquids. The cream was turned into butter, and the leftover liquid after the butter is made is whey. Now People do not call whey milk. We know whey is milk, but it's not milk. So if somebody says, I'm forbidding myself from milk, it's still allowed to make use of whey. The, there's no problem. The, the Rabbi Yaisi Iser, good times. Rabbi Yaisi Iser. Rabbi Isi says it's still going to be osser. It's still osser, it doesn't matter. Okay, we'll see why soon let's say he says, I'm not allowed to have whey. Mutter you could have milk. Again, why? Because people don't call whey milk, and they don't call milk whey. Fine. Abishol says, Same thing when it comes to cheese. Somebody says, I ain't eating cheese. You're not allowed to eat any cheese, whether the cheese is malucha, whether it's salted, or whether it's not salted. Now the Ran here explains that the unsalted is the chiddush, because most cheese has salt in it. So, the, so therefore we would think that let's say you have a cheese where no salt is added, maybe it's not included in his words of min hagvina, of forbidding himself with a vow of cheese. So the chiddush over here about Abishol is that it really, when, if you say cheese, it's going to include anything that people would refer to as cheese, even if it's not common. Okay. Now let's shift over to meat. If a person makes a neder that he's not going to eat meat, it only forbids the meat. It doesn't forbid the sauce or gravy, as well as any very small pieces of meat that are in the sauce and gravy. Once the sauce and gravy separates, very often there were very small particles of meat that would go into the sauce that was expected to be there. That is now called even the meat that's in the sauce is called sauce. Hence, if I forbid myself from meat, I don't mean anything fleishigs, nor does it seem to be that I'm referring to anything that comes from meat. Rather, I'm referring to meat alone—a a, a nice piece of bosser, piece of brisket, a piece of whatever it is. Anything that comes out of it is still going to be mutter. However, Rabbi Yaisi says no. Rabbi Yishei He says, nothing doing, even the the sauce, even the gravy of the meat. Since it's mamish has all of its essence, when you look at that gravy and you're drinking that gravy or you're pouring that gravy, what's the flavor in the gravy? The meat. He says, you can't differentiate between gravy from the meat and the meat itself. Since the whole definition of this gravy and the whole definition of these little particles of meat in the gravy... Are because it's juice from the meat. Its whole existence has a, 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 a shame, a name of meat. I'm a rabbi, says you should know. My there was a story. I'll prove to you that Rabbi is correct. Because there was a story with Rabbi Yaisi. his family once made eggs and salami. Eggs and salami. The Jewish version of the other food. Um, no, he, he cooked eggs, but the eggs were cooked um, with meat next to it. Okay, so it, it, it didn't, you weren't mamish eating the meat, but the eggs were cooked with meat. And he said, you can't even eat the eggs. Now, I there's no, there's no literal meat in the eggs. The meat was cooked in the same pan next to the eggs. So why can't you eat it? You see from here that direct flavor that comes from meat is considered meat itself. So if I say I'm not eating meat, I can't even eat eggs. That have the meat flavor, and that same thing would hold true to the sauce uh, to, to the sauce and these little pieces of meat that are in the sauce. Amrulai, um, so they said back to Rav Yehuda, who brought her proof from Ribtarfin, they said, No, Kena Davar, you should know, we, we, we know that this story of the eggs and the salami is true. However, Emosai, when did Ribtarfin give his alacha that you're not allowed to eat the eggs when it's cooked with the meat, if you made a that there? that's only when you say, when somebody says, Reuven says, this piece of meat is usur on me. It's forbidden on me. That's where we say, that the meat itself, or any flavor from the meat, even if it enters eggs, is going to be a problem. Because you pointed to this meat, Even if you didn't point, you looked at a meat, you said, this meat, that means that meat, anything in the meat, anything included in the meat, whatever it is, even the juice, all included in forbidden. I'm forbidding it on me. Because when a person makes a nether from something, saying it's not mutter to me, and then it gets mixed in with something else, if there's enough flavor mixed in, then it's going to be usher. However, however, if there, you didn't say, Basar Ze'alai. You didn't speak about this specific piece of meat. Let's say you, you just said, I'm not going to eat meat in general. If you say, I'm not going to eat meat in general, then maybe we actually would allow the, dri- the drippings, the flavor of the meat. Hence, we don't have a proof. We have a machlaikas, but we don't have a proof to Rabbi from Ribtarf. Okay. So, so far we discussed dairy, we discussed meat, and now we're going to talk about wine a person who makes a neder forbidding wine mutter His mutter um, in a uh, a tavshul, a cooked dish that has the taste of wine. Amar, but if he says kainam yain I'm making a kainam from this wine of tasting this specific wine, not wine in general, the specific wine. then and that specific wine falls into a cooked food. If it's going to give a flavor, then it's going to be osir. Yeah, go ahead, Reverend. Good. What's the chiddush of the Seifa over here? More so than the meat. What's the chiddush of the seifah? Yeah, I mean, you could say, you just, all they did was change the word yayin and, and basar. Yeah. It's the same principle. So it's just a principle by meat, and we would know it by... It's the lotion we're looking uh, Oh, uh, 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 good. It's not the food right. It's the lotion. Shabbat is asking a good question. He's saying, w- oh, you know, we-, we already said this halacha by dairy. We said this halacha by meat flavor. What's the adachidish of wine flavor? Right? What's the adachidish of wine flavor? The should be the same thing as meat. The an- I believe the answer is as follows By meat, there is a solid, and that solid also has fluids. There's liquids, there's Fluid. taste that okay. goes from it. Wine, by definition, is something that if it ever get you look at wine, it, it is a liquid. Liquids, by definition, are going to get get mixed in with something else. So I might think more so that since its whole essence never had a solid substance, there's more reason for me to say that even if it gets mixed in, I need to be machmer. Okay? okay. Thank you. All right. Beautiful. All right. As we look the Mishnah, let's get into the Gemara. Short Gemara over here. Pretty straightforward of Nun Bey's, Bey's, says the Gemara one second in the ratio of our Mishnah we said that whey and milk are two distinct items granted whey is a derivative after you separate the cream that's true but nobody calls whey milk and nobody calls milk whey two separate things Rabbi Yaisi however argued Rabbi Yaisi said no if whey comes from milk it's included in milk Says the Gemara, I don't understand Rabbi Yaisi's opinion over here, because Viraminu, let's ask a contradiction in Rabbi Yaisi. Minah adoshim. Somebody says, I will not eat lentils. Prohibited from eating lentils. Usur bashishim. It's also usur to eat fried lentils. Now, it's same thing, different name. But the mice they're both lentils. Just the way they're prepared is different. But listen to this. Here's the crux of the question. Rabbi Yaisi says, it's fine. Same lentil, different way of preparing it. Rabbi Yaisi says, it's fine. Rabbi Yaisi, here by lentils you say fine. And in our Mishnah you say that whey is the same thing as milk. If whey is the same thing as milk, then fried lentils is the same thing as lentils. How can you show a discrepancy between the two cases? Answer the Gemara I'll tell you why. You're right. It would be a contradiction, except there's a detail missing, which is, like Kash, there's no question, mar ki asrei, umar ki asrei. The milk way question in our Mishnah, it's not really a machleikas. It's just each one giving his halacha for his locale, for his city, meaning, ba asra in the place of the Tanakama who holds that way and milk are different. Karula l'chalva chalva, Milk is called milk. When you tell somebody to pass the milk, they're not passing you way. kuma. And when you ask somebody to pass you way, they're not passing you milk. They're passing you way. Uba but city. Guess what? Lakuma nami kar de Way is called way from milk, so it it retains its name of milk. And therefore, Rabbi Yasi says, in my place, he's not argon Rather, what he's saying is, in my city, where way is called. Milk way, not like the candy bar, Milky way, but it's called milk way, then it's going to be usher. Okay? Tanya, and now we're just going to learn through the Brysa. this Brysa is going to be in line with our Mishnah. Tanya, we learned in our Brysa, there's going to be kind of an overview of our Mishnah. A person makes from milk if he makes prohibiting way. You could have milk. That was the consistent depending on the time. He says, I'm not drinking any milk. You're still allowed to have cheese. Cheese and milk are two different words. So we don't assume that when you said milk, you're including cheese. he made a vow saying, I will not eat cheese. Okay. You can still have milk. If he says, I'm prohibiting myself from the sauce, the gravy of meat. You can have the small meat pieces however if he says he looks at a piece of meat and says this specific piece of meat is forbidden to me then anything that comes out of the meat even the sauce and the gravy and the pieces it's all going to be forbidden to him because you said this meat and this is all part of that meat person who prohibits wine You can still eat food that has wine as an ingredient. You say, I'm not drinking this specific wine. Not I'm drinking. I'm not tasting any of this specific wine. And now that wine's used as an ingredient. Some of the wine falls into the Tavshul, the cooked item if the wine can be tasted again because you were specific this so a big nafkamina that we need to extrapolate from this mission as well is not only the verbs the, the, not the verbs the, the words that are used and what they're usually referring to but also there's going to be a difference if you, if you forbid yourself from a general category there's more room for leniency if you forbid yourself from a specific item then anything that has that item in it, even if it's not called that item, wine falls into a chalent, it's still called the cholent, But since the wine's giving it a flavor, the whole cholent is going to be usr. When you said the zet, the specific wine. If I would have said wine in general, the chalent's fine. Since I did the specific one, it's gonna be usar. Okay. Period. End of that Gemara. Next mission. Hanaider Minanovim. Fascinating. I say I'm not eating grapes. Can I now drink wine? Is wine called grapes? Is a very common question that children ask or adults when they're learning the laws of brachas, yeah, and they start they learn laws of brachas, and then they you know around the same time they're learning food processes and. I've had a number of my kids ask me, usually around the same age, about seven or eight years old, their minds are working and they're thinking and they're learning some Hilches Brachas. And they say, well, if wine comes from grapes, why don't we just make Hagafen, which means grapes or what? Why don't we just make Hagafen on grapes and wine? Or why is there a different Bracha of grapes and wine? Or why does orange juice and orange different brachos? While the liquid was in the orange, it was a eights. and now you squeeze it out, it became a shahako. Right? It's a different entity. These are all valid and good questions. Right? So this mishnah is uh, g- going to discuss what happens if you take a va- if you make a vow from an item. What do you do with uh, things that come from that? So hanayder min if you say, I'm not eating grapes, still muter bayayin. You can still drink wine. Very logical. Again, it goes by how people understand your words. People don't call wine grapes. If he says, I'm not eating olives, muter basham, You can still have olive oil. If he says, these specific grapes, these specific items, I will not, te- I will not taste. Then you can't even have the juices that come out. Same consistent reasoning that we had with the previous Mishnah. Boy, Rab Rab asked a question searching for information. Elu davka oisha'en oi toyim davka. Fascinating question, which is if a person says, I will not eat from these, any toyim, elu she'en oi it's these that I won't taste. He says, which point, which words are creating. The Khumra over here. Is it the words of tayim, Or is it the words of elu? Says the Gemara, Esau kataytuch Eilu Davka And if you're going to say that it's the word elu, that's telling us that anything that even comes out of it is going to be forbidden. So what would be the halacha simply if he says Kainam va'anavim What if he says I'm forbidding myself olives and dates from eating? Yeah? In other words, each expression by itself seems to be, whether you say "amar Kainam Elu, or you say Kainam sheini Tayyim, either one of these will be enough to forbid you. So why'd the Mishnah have to say Elu sheini Tayyim? Why do we have to use both expressions to, to tell me that you can't even have the juices that come out of it? So, the Gemara says, Hakam the Chiddush is going to be, the even if he says, I'm making a kainam and I'm not going to taste. If he adds in the word elu, these mitzar, then taka, anything that comes out of it is going to be, the juices that come out of the, the fruits are going to be forbidden. The Eli light. But if you just said, kainam, sheini guess what? And you didn't say Elu, you still would be allowed to have the juice that comes out of it. Okay. So bottom line is the Gemara has a shayla, Rami Barkam has a shila. Which one is more important for us in our Mishnah? Which expression? The Elu expression or the any Tayyim expression? So Amarabarabba says, Toshma come and listen. Kainam Perei Sa Elu Alai. I mean a Kainam from these fruits on me or he says they are a again expression of a vow from my mouth you're not allowed to eat any of these fruits nor can you have anything that's even grown from those fruits or things that are changed out for those fruits mutter but it doesn't say anything about that's squeezed from it something that comes out it seems even if it's squeezed from it. Even if you just said elu, it would be allowed. Hence, what's the main thing in our mishnah that's making a distinction, a separate? I'm sorry. What's the main thing in our mishnah that's causing the juices to flow from the grapes and olives to be forbidden? The wine, the oil. What's causing it to be forbidden? Not the word Rather, it. Um, and I'm sorry. Not the word elu. Rather, the word is sheini time. That's what Rabbi tries to say. Sheini Tayim? is the crux of why the juices are going to be asr. Says the Gemara, one second. Who adin, mehem The locha should really be that juice that comes from fruit should also be included in the prohibition of the vow. But maybe the Tana just wants to teach us a larger chiddush. dami. The Hilutham, those that are swapped are like Gidulayam. Meaning like this. It's a very simple idea. Let's try to just point out where we're going with this. Why did we say that juices should be okay and different if you just said Elu? Why do we say that? Because the brysa only said, the mission only said, you know, if you make a kainam, only things that are exchanged or grown from it are going to be forbidden. We're assuming juices are fine. Even though you said Elu. Just from the word Elu would not mess up juices. That's an assumption. Because juices are a mentioned. St. says, no. The reason why juices are a mentioned is not, it's not a strong idea. It's just because it wasn't as big of a chiddush as the other ones. But ain't a chanami... Juices would also be forbidden, even if you use the word Elu. So maybe the crux of why juices are forbidden is taka from Elu. It's not necessarily from any time. Fine. Bottom line is, no proof from Rav. So let's try again. Toshma, come and listen. She'eni Eichel b'she'eni time A person says about an item, he says about, or a category of food. Ameng kainam from eating and from tasting then it's mutter, to eat from things that are changed for it, or things that grow from it, again, an assumption, a diuk, something that is squeezed from it, would actually be, asr. and over here, did you say elu? No, all you said was, so you see, the main thing is elu, so Gemara says, no, also over there, I can give the same response, and <laughs> Since in the ratio we didn't mention Hezraim, because again, that wasn't the biggest Hiddish. Yeah, maybe it's still possible. You could still say that if somebody says, maybe taka. that's not enough to tell me, you know, that wouldn't necessarily be the crux to tell me that the, the juices are Asr. Again, we're back to our question. We want to know how do I know the fruits of an item, the, the juice of a fruit is going to be. Asser, is it because of the word Elu or from the word enitayim? And we still don't have an answer. Let's try again, says the gemara Toshma. come and listen, Amar Rabbi Huda. Rabbiuda says, Maysa there was a story. The Asar Rib Tarfin Allah bade some shenanigans This is a story of our Mishnah. Rabbi Tarfin, somebody said, I'm not going to eat meat, and then he cooked salami and eggs. Rib Tarfin said he can't even eat the eggs. They said to him, A when was this halacha true?" When he said, "This meat is usr on, me. on me if you make a vow from something and then it gets mixed in with something else. So, for example, I made another on meat salami, and now it gets mixed with eggs. The and the flavor of the salami goes into the eggs. Hare ze usher it's going to be users. you see from here if a person says Elu even the juices that come out of it like the juices of the salami are going to be users. you see Elu is the main idea says the Gemara you should know the Elu I already knew that oh good answer right like which one's the main one Elu or any type"? gotta be Elu says the Gemara I know I know it's true you know, by Elu, like a Bailan Davku, we know for sure that the word Elu tells me to include even the juices. Kibi you know what our main shayla is? If a person were to say Eni those words is it davka or lav davka? Meaning if he says, I'm forbidding myself taym from ever tasting it. Okay. So if I say tasting, see here's the here's the chap, ready? When I say tasting, do I mean the item itself? Or do I mean flavor that goes out of the island? That goes out of the item. It's a good child. Right? What does it mean? Because I, I mentioned tasting. I didn't mention the akhila. If I would have mentioned the uh, eating the akhila, I could hear why only eating the meat itself is a problem. But the flavor shouldn't be an issue. But here, what about when I say I'm not going to taste it? Does that mean any flavor? Is it Davka or Lab Davka? Tashma, come on, listen. Fish, multiple fish. any itoim, I will not taste. Oser bahem, bein g'day lo We learned this yesterday. All size fish are going to be oser. Bein chayim, bein mushalim. Whether it's raw, whether it's cooked. Mutter, but it's still mutter, Betcharis, shufa, ubetzir. still mutter with the cut up and the brine, which is the fish juice. The stuff that seeped out of the fish. So you see, you're still mutter in the juice. And again, what did you say? She ain't I'm not gonna taste. So you see, even when a person says any tayim, I'm not tasting, the juice, the flavor, the taste that comes out of it is mutter. You get it? So you see from here is gishmak. Clear proof, seemingly. Seemingly, we're about to knock it off, but a clear proof that fish, I said I'm not eating the fish. All fish, I'm not eating. But the juice is fine. So you see, any tayyam does not include flavor. It's only it, it says Gemara. says no. What we're dealing with is as follows: the Mishnah only allows you to drink the fish juice when it came, when the juice was in the fish before the neder. It already came out, but maybe juice that came out afterwards is still going to be yasser. Let's explain that. We'll quote that. We'll we'll explain it and then we'll hold it here. Ready? Very simple. I look at a piece of fish. I look at a fish. Five of the fish. I look at a big salmon and I say, I'm making a nether. I will not taste this fish. Now here's the deal. Five of the fish is already on my Shabbos table. There were juices that flowed out of this fish already. So when I said, I will not taste this fish. Am I now usher to eat the fish and all juices that previously flowed out or not? So the Gemara says, if I say I will not taste this fish, guess, you know what the Allah is? Allah is, I cannot eat the fish and any future juice that comes out of the fish because any future juice that comes out of the fish was in the fish at the time of the vow and I said, I'm not tasting it. So if it was in the fish time of the vow, I said, I'm not tasting it. It's going to include anything that seeps out afterwards. But what about the juices that were out prior to my vow? When I look at the fish and I say, I will not taste this fish, guess what? It doesn't include juice that already came out. So the brine, the fish juice that came out earlier, that's the juice that's going to be permitted to eat. But any juice that was in the fish at the time of my vow that only came out afterwards, that brine would actually be forbidden to eat. Bottom line is, the Gemara does not have a proof whether the expression of sheini Tayyim is davka or lav davka. We do not have an answer. Taking a step back at the larger sugya, we had a question: if somebody says, "I am not going to," uh, if somebody says, um, "Elu sheini Tayyim, these that I am not going to taste, does it include the juice or not? The Gemara is saying the word elu certainly includes the juice. The word sheini Tayyim will depend. If the juice was in there at the time of the vow, possibly usher, if it was there, if it came out prior to the vow, that juice will certainly be mutter. Okay, beautiful. We'll hold it here for today. Besam tomorrow. We will pick up from the top of Dafnun, Gimel, Amar Aleph. Have a wonderful, wonderful Erev Shabbos.